welcome to season two of Living Fullness, a podcast where two friends explore what it means to live out the Christian life. My name is Dina Constantine. And my name is Father Sean Burns. And every week we look more closely at deepening friendships, intentional relationships, growth in virtue, and nurturing our spiritual lives. We hope by sharing our learning, reflections, and experiences, this podcast will serve you in living your life to the full. If you found our podcast in any way helpful or it has served you in some way, would you please prayerfully consider whether you can financially support our mission via Patreon? Patreon is a platform that allows people to make a monthly contribution to our mission. Running a ministry has a number of costs, including website and software expenses, new tech purchases and paying editors. Your financial contribution will help us stay focused on putting out new content each week. So thank you so much to our Patreon supporters. We have varying tiers that you can choose from, including as little as $3 a month. And in return, we offer behind the scenes, bloopers, merch, mentoring, and more. We would love for you to join our community and hope you will consider joining us in helping one another to live life to the full. back to Living Fullness. How are you going, Pardon? Well, thank you. And yourself? Doing well. I'm well. Maybe not too. Well, um, I've been settling into teaching. So uh, uh, academic year has begun. The academic year has begun and uh, I'm teaching the, uh, the fifth and sixth years ecclesiology and Mariology. All about the church and all about Mary. Okay. So. Thanks for the translation. <laughs> <laughs> well, we learnt what Mariology was the other day. Yeah, the yeah. The other day, the other yeah, week. Exactly. Exactly. That's so, good. yeah. How about yourself? What you been up to? Mm, I've been settling into work. I've got two new jobs mm-hmm. <laughs> for the year, which has been fun. Trying to, the idea wasn't to try and start two jobs at the same time. The idea was that I'd have like a, a one month gap between them. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they needed me a little earlier. So <laughs> things really work out with <laughs> such with such space and oh. uh, you know, yeah, yeah, insane. Yeah. Insane. So yeah, it's are been en- fun. Are you enjoying the job so far? Yeah, look, it's it's been interesting. It's challenging trying to learn how a new workspace operates and what all their processes and the different systems that they have, mm. how they work together. That's sure. challenging in the sense that my brain can only hold so much. So when you're trying to learn that for two spaces, it's a lot. Yep. It's just yep. a bit on the exhausting side. So trying to settle into a new routine. Uh, the year, which has been, yeah, it's good. It's a good nice. challenge. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. So this week's episode, we are going to have a bit of a chat about Lent because, hello, beginning of Lent is here. Coming like a steam train. Yes. Well, it's here. It's here. It's, <laughs> it's here. here. That's right. That's right. You ain't coming like a steam train. It's it, here. <laughs> it came like a steam train. Yes. Yes. So let's have a bit of a chat about the fall and let's have a chat about redemption and um, unpack a bit about you know what? What does the fall actually mean for us, and mm. what was the, what was it like? You know, before and after. Let's see if we can have a chat about that, and then also let's talk about redemption because Lent makes no sense without redemption. So let's mm. talk about you know who Jesus is and why did we why did we need Jesus? Yeah, yeah, I like it. So, when the first parents of the human race preferred themselves to the point of contempt 
a god. By choosing to disobey his command, they separated themselves and us from God. Um, but God being God and God being infinitely good, he does not abandon the human race to the power of sin and death in the devil. Uh, instead, he promises a direct intervention in human history to overturn the attack of Satan. And, uh, and this intervention is, is brought about by the incarnation, the passion, the death of Jesus. Uh, that's, in, in essence, the whole of Genesis chapter 3 is why we need Jesus. Mm. And when we think about, you know, what the fall meant, you know, it wasn't like we just tripped over our feet and fell down and then we stand back up again, like, no mm. big deal, no consequence to anyone. The fall was a free choice that was made against the will of God and that has consequences, including damaging our relationship with God. Mm. And not just that, but it also meant that we also damaged or the relationship between each other was also damaged in the process. And we see that today in the choices that we continue to make. And I think, I know for myself, I can be very quick sometimes to think, oh, look, if, you know, if I'd have been in Adam or Eve's <laughs> position, like there's no way I would have listened to that stupid snake. Like, Thanks, Adam and Eve. You if. ruined it for yeah. us all. Yeah. <laughs> like as yeah. if, like why didn't they just see through that? Should have been <laughs> able to see through a snake talking. Like why is a snake even talking? <laughs> Come on. Um, but, you know, hindsight's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. But when I really stop and think about, well, how many times a day do I actually choose against God anyway? Like, you know, we know this and yet how many times do we continue to fail and continue to fall? And the reality is none of us is perfect. Mm-hmm. So we all do it you know, in, in some shape or form. Um, and that's part of, um, partly because of, you know, the human freedom that we have. We have the freedom to be able to choose. Mm-hmm. And the other is the impact of the fall. We now have a tendency to move away from God, to actually lean towards sin. And we have to work against that, like actively work against Mm. that every single day, which is why baptism is so important for us Christians. Like it brings a supernatural life, you know, back into our lives, like into and to help us to be able to fight our everyday so that we're not continuing to move away from God but move closer to him. Sure. So one of the questions that used to bug me was why did Jesus have to suffer and die for our sins? Like God is good. So why this horrible set of circumstances? Why why send his son to go through that? Why couldn't he have just snapped his fingers and made this whole thing go away? Like he created the entire universe. So surely there should have been another way. Like why did, Mm. why didn't, why wasn't there another way for us to go through this? And I remember asking this question of someone that I was dating at the time and I remember saying to him, look, I'm doing the faith. Like, you know, I'm doing everything that is the faith. But this thing keeps bugging me. Like I just don't get why a God who is so good could want this, mm. could want this for someone he's, you know, someone he loved. Mm. And, you know... <laughs> It wasn't really a fair question for me to ask this poor young man. He wasn't able to give me the answer that I needed. And he went away and tried to come back with something, but it just wasn't enough for me at the time. And really, the responsibility then fell on me to go and find the answer. But I got distracted with other things and didn't really (laughs) go looking for that answer. And um, 
and didn't sort of find uh, an answer to what I was looking for. Mm. It's it's um, in, in one sense, the father sending his son to die. Mm. When you put it that way, it sounds. I, I say to my Christology students, this sounds like a dog move. Mm. Like it sounds like a really dreadful thing to do. Like I'm going to send my son to fix the problems that aren't his fault and he's going to fix it by suffering and dying. Uh, you know, like that's when we when we just look at it like that, it's kind of like, wow, that seems a bit messed up. Like, you know, how do I, how do I understand this? Well, um, there are a couple of things I think to, 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 to look at. The first is that um, Jesus was never an unwilling victim. Uh, is that he was a, a, a willing victim in this entire thing and that it was his love, uh, which was, which was you know, the virtue of love mediated by the Holy Spirit in his heart, uh, which moved him to undertake the Father's will. So it was not as though he was a prisoner of the Father's will yeah. carrying this thing out, mm. but rather out of love for the Father, he carries this out, out of love for for. Us, he carries this out, so it's it's not as though this is a, a sort of you want me to do what, Dad? It's yeah. like you know, it's 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 more like you want me to do that. All oh, right, I can do that. Mm. Like it's 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 a willingness there. The other thing is that that could God have saved us with just a click of His fingers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, God could have saved us in any way that He so choose. Uh, so long as the way is not contrary or contradictory, because God doesn't do a contradiction because He's perfect. And uh, but the most fitting way that He could have saved us was through the incarnation. It is supremely fitting that justice be fulfilled; that that which was ruined ought to be restored by the one who ruined it. And since we were unable to restore our original innocence, God did it for us by becoming one of us. And since God is not only supremely just, but also supremely merciful and loving, he did not simply restore what was lost. Instead, he went beyond what was lost by making us adoptive sons of the Father through him. This is why Jesus gives us the sacrament of baptism, to participate in this father-son relationship. Of course, none of us are perfect, even with baptism. Um, God is a just God, and in the fall, our turning away from God demands justice be restored. Only a perfect sacrifice would have been sufficient to redeem us from our disconnect from a sinful state and reunite us to God. But we're not capable of such a sacrifice on our own. The only one that is perfect is God, which is why God himself would need to become man, to become one of us in every way but sin, to suffer, to die for us, to reunite us with the Lord. But not only this, he then makes us his brothers and sisters, mm -hmm. adopted sons of the Father. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I guess at this point we also now need to look at Let's look at Easter. Like, let's let's move forward from the fall and look at what Christ actually did. Yeah. And so, knowing that Easter is coming, this is a season that's carved out annually for us, where we can remember the passion and death of Jesus, um, who was one of us. Like, mm. 
and also God. Like let's let's not, mm. you know, both. Um, and we get to choose how we prepare for this high point in our life, which really is a privileged position. Like this period of Lent is a really privileged position to be in because if I was to close my eyes for a moment and to dare to put myself next to, you know, Mother Mary um, at the foot of the cross at Calvary, my heart would break based on what I know now of what was actually transpiring because I'm not ready. Like <laughs> I'm still not ready, ready for that. And I, I, that makes me wonder how many were of the ones who were following Christ mm. How many were ready for what was actually happening, what was about to happen? Was Mary Magdalene truly ready to watch her Lord be nailed to the cross? Mm. Was John ready to watch his best friend be abandoned by everyone and to watch him take his last breath? Like, was he ready for that? I don't know. I Mm. have no idea. But I guess perhaps, you know, I'll never truly be ready for what happened at Calvary and what happens at Mass. But every year we've got a really special opportunity that's afforded to us to become a little bit more prepared, to Mm. go a little bit deeper in our faith, to become a little bit closer in our relationship with God. And that's what Lent is for. It's to prepare. Like that's that's the whole point. And I think sometimes we can talk a bit about Lent like it's this 40 days, like not including the Sundays, but 40 days before (laughs) Easter, that's like the worst. It's to drive and most difficult and draining and it's a bit of a burden and a bit of an inconvenience. Um, but when we put it into the context, like really put it into the context of salvation, all of a sudden we can see that Lent is a gift in itself and we can have such gratitude for that and we really mm. need to be having gratitude mm. for that period in this time. Those who walked with Jesus when he was on this earth, they didn't have the whole picture of what was about to happen in front of them. Like, you know, not that we have the full picture either. We're not, yeah. not in heaven. But we do have a little bit more of an understanding of um, of the death and the resurrection. But they, during that time, they lived one day at a time with faith, hope and trust. And we know how the story goes. We know that there's a resurrection. We don't have to hope because we know. Mm, yeah, quite right. So we have absolutely no reason whatsoever to lose joy during Lent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, Lent is a penitential season uh, and, and sometimes we do go, oh, penitential season, okay, that means that we're depressed for 40 days. Well, no, no, that's not the idea of a penitential season. Uh, this penitential season, far from being devoid of joy, is actually filled with joy because it's a season to prepare for the joy of knowing Jesus and the resurrection. Uh, it, it's 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 why every Sunday is a little mini Easter. It's why we have Laetare Sunday. I've always got to think about Laetare Sunday or Gaudato Sunday. <laughs> and then I remind myself, Laetare starts with L and Lent starts with L and therefore Laetare Sunday belongs in Lent. Anyhow, anyway, uh, the, uh, yeah, look, you, you're, you're absolutely right. This is a joyful season. It's a season which is focused on Jesus Christ and therefore it must possess joy. It must be part of, it must have this this joyful aspect to it, this joyful reality in it. So in in making this period a, a period of, of, of preparation, as we approach the moment of joy par excellence, as we approach Easter, we can try and shed some of the things that are less than worthy of our Lord, that kind of obstruct joy. Mm. Um, 
So yeah, and we can see this as a we can see this season as an opportunity to to look at the vices and the sins that that rob us of our joy, that rob us of our Lord, that rob us of a of, of a good relationship with our neighbour. Uh, and look, maybe that means doubling down on efforts and strategies to overcome sins like taking the Lord's name in vain or doing unnecessary work on Sundays. Maybe we have a problem with lust or envy or pride or whatever it might be. Uh, but aside from avoidance, it also means coming up with active strategies. It's one thing to avoid something. It's a whole different ballgame to go, well, okay, I'm not just going to try and avoid. I'm also going to actively work against this particular vice or sin that's in my life. Um, so, you know, for instance, maybe we spend too much time binging or we don't take care of our bodies. Uh, well, what am I actively going to do to no longer binge? What am I actively going to do to take care of my body? Like, you know, actually setting in stone some action or behaviour that is going to counteract the negative behaviour. So, you know, Lent is really about committing our lives, our entire lives, to the Lord, uh, giving everything over to Jesus, um, you know, and, and, and doing that at every moment of our lives, not just at nighttime or morning, not just on Sunday, but at every moment of our lives. Um, we should also seek to give up good things as well. Um, I, I remember... Uh, going into a classroom and asking a student one day, um, or asking a series of students, you know, so uh, what are we all going to give up for Lent this year? You know, has anyone got anything planned they're going to give up for Lent? Followed by sin. We're going <laughs> to give up sin. Well, that's very good, lad. And I'm very glad that you intend to give up sinning. That's excellent work. Also, what good thing are you going to give up? What do you mean a good thing, Father? I want to give up good things. Like, uh, actually, it's a really important part of Lent is giving up something which is good. Uh, why? Because things that are good are meant to point us to our ultimate good. Uh, and so if we can give up something that is good in favour of growing closer to our ultimate good, that can be really, really healthy for our spiritual life. So there you go. We're in Lent. And hopefully there was something there that resonated with you who is listening and mm. maybe let us know if there was something that um, struck you and whether there is something that you're choosing to, to do differently this Lent that perhaps you hadn't considered Absolutely. previously. Please. Um, also, just a little reminder too that if you haven't already and if you wouldn't mind jumping over to wherever it is that you listen in to our podcast that you would rate and write a review it actually helps other people be able to find it because uh, the podcast disappears when it doesn't have enough rates and reviews. So if you could do that, that would be great. Uh, and also in two weeks' time, we are going to start our book study that we've been promising. Yes. <laughs> so if you haven't grabbed a copy of Interior Freedom by Father Jacques Philippe, we'd really encourage you to do that. You can buy a Kindle version as well. Yes, yes you, absolutely. Um, if you would prefer that. Otherwise, you can also buy a hard copy. Mm. But if you're worried about the postage and not getting here on time, maybe a Kindle version. Kindle version is 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 good. Uh, and for in two weeks' time, when we do start going through the book study, we will be focusing on part one, if you'd like to read ahead. Excellent. So to end the episode, as always, our truth, beauty and goodness, Padre. Mm. So there's a resource that I'd like to share. 
mm. which I think is, is it's it's a brilliant source of of the faith of the truth. You know, and uh, uh, so it's called Formed dot org, and uh, it's an American resource, and it is, I would say, it is the single best resource out there at the moment hey. with content for Catholic faith. Okay. There is nothing that rivals it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it. It's it's like Catholic Netflix, you know. Uh, only better. Only, only better, that's right. That's right. So, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's really, really good. Uh, and if I were to recommend a particular series, I'd say go and watch Forgiven, uh, which is a series on the sacrament of penance. Mm. It's just... Brilliant. Yeah. Mm, good to know. Mm. How about yourself, Truth, Beauty, Goodness? Oh, for me this week, uh, it's setting up my new office space. So I've got a counselling role three days a week and part of that means having to set up a counselling space that's both suitable for me but also, um, yeah, just therapeutically welcoming and mm. a safe space for people to come. So it's been yeah fun to be able to sort of think about I don't want to set this space out. It's like a clean slate. Mm, mm. Yeah, just getting a little creative with that. Mm. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Fantastic. I hope that goes well. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Thanks. yeah. Well, thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Living Fullness. And as always, we will catch you next week. But until then, know of our love and prayers. God bless. Thank you so much for being with us this week. Our prayer tribe is the backbone to our growth. Would you like to become a part of the prayer tribe that keeps us spiritually stable to be able to do our work speaking the love of God into others' lives? Join our tribe on virtueministry.org.au and receive a message each time we have a specific need, whether that be the work that we do within our ministry or something one of the team might be going through. This way, your prayers can be specific and intentional for us and for those we encounter. You'll also receive an Easter and Christmas reflection from our prayer coordinator. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. That will help others find the podcast too. And join us over on our social media, Living Fullness on Instagram and Virtue Ministry on Facebook.